Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Free your mind! What's going on, y'all? This is your man, Big Brother Tucker. And I want to talk about fear. Yes, yes. The power of fear. And don't think it's not powerful. Fear is a hell of a thing. What makes me address it today is the fact that y'all homeboy, Dr. The Fraud, Anthony Fauci, said that from now until the end of time that we will need a COVID shot every year. I'll be damned. I wish I would. There is no way in hell I'm even getting the first shot, let alone three, four, five, six of them. Hell, look at the president. That man is on his fifth shot, got COVID, got a shot, and then had COVID less than a week later. Dude, come on. The shots don't do shit. There is plenty of research out there that says the shot doesn't do shit. But I digress. This segment ain't about the shot. It's not. It's related, but it's not specifically about the shot. As I said to start it off, it's about fear. Back in March of 2020, when they shut down everything, I remember talking to my baby brother, Frosty, and I told him then, this is going to be one of the worst mistakes ever known to mankind. He asked why I said, because they're overreacting. You see, the leaders are now acting like the people. See, if you're a leader, your job is to keep a calm and level head. When the people are too laxed, your job is to put a little motivation inside the people. I am a avid studier of history. And believe it or not, Harriet Tubman, it is reported, used that technique when she was leading slaves from plantations to the free lands of the North. When they were too nervous and too scared to rest, Harriet Tubman would calm their fears down. And just as fairly, when people were lagging behind or slacking or lollygagging, she would motivate them by telling them, you know, don't you hear those dogs? Master right behind us. We got to go. We got to go. Because fear is a powerful thing. So getting back to March 2020, talking to baby bro. Um, and he said, well, his exact words, he said, well, bro, they had to do something. My words to him were, it would be better they do nothing than react with all this fear. He came back and told me, bro, you were right. And the reason he told me I was right, because I gave him the exact steps that we're in right now. When he said we had to do something, and I told him that this is the worst thing to do is that it would be better to do nothing. I told him, I said, bro, they're going to shut everything down. They're going to terrify the masses into this being the worst thing in the world when this is nothing more than a more intense version of the flu. They're going to scare people into staying home, keeping away from loved ones. They're going to do all this. And then when they say, the powers that be, the media, when they say it's over, it's time to relax, everything can go back to normal, people are not. People are still going to be so terrified that they are not going to get back out there and restart the world. And I'll say it was during that whole thing in, I want to say, 2021, early 2021. No, not early. I'll say mid-2021 when they started letting people gather again 
And they started, you know, opening a few things here and there. And it was reported that people just aren't going out. My brother did tell me, you were right. I told him, the power of fear is a hell of a motivator. Why do you think it's called FOMO? FOMO, if anybody who does not know, F-O-M-O, is fear of missing out. A lot of people do things for a fear of missing out. When we're kids, and to all those parents that have kids, and those kids don't want to go to sleep, a lot of them will tell you, especially have kids that are three, four, and five that can talk, they don't want to miss out on any fun. Mama, I want to stay up. I want to do. They don't want to miss out on the fun. It is a fear of missing out. I used to work for a financial services um, company, and it was so amazing because we rubbed shoulders with other companies, and it was other companies that used FOMO as a way to get them to invest, whereas our company used, hmm, how can I put it? Let's call it POGA, P-O-G-A, possibility of getting ahead. Instead of fear of missing out, we just flipped the coin and we motivated people with the possibility of getting ahead. Here's the crazy part about it. It's the same goal said in two different ways, but when you use fear, it motivates people far more than positivity. The possibility of getting ahead was the same thing of fear of missing out. I will use the financial services as an example. You can tell people, if you invest your money here in a few years, it'll grow to this. You'll be well on your way to retire to a safe retirement. Oh, they'll will it, I don't I'm not sure. I mean, ah, uh, mm, I'm not they'll him in hard all day. But you tell those exact same folks, those exact same folks now, hey, if you don't get in on this now, by tomorrow, it's closed. It's over. You've missed the train. You only got this finite amount of time to do this. Because once, once the train leaves the station, it's out of here. You, you can't get back on it. You would be surprised by how many people broke their necks and rearranged finances to suddenly invest. The goal is the exact same, but it's the motivating factor of fear. And that is sad. It shouldn't be that way. If you are a spiritual person, the Bible says, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but yet it is used to control us. The media perpetuates it, taking their lead from our current administration. It's fear. It's fear mongering. And it really is a damn shame. Case in point, they used fear to get Donald Trump out of office. He's going going to get us another war. I'm telling y'all, fear is what they're trying to deliver to the people. As to why they raided his home in Mar-a-Lago. Man, he had all those nuclear codes in his house. He had all his all these documents. We were afraid what he was going to do. Fear. And it is that same fear that here in September of 2022 that has folks still wearing masks. Even though the CDC has come out and said the masks are no longer required. Even Fraud Fauci has said masks don't do shit. It is so ingrained in people now that that fear is there. That was my entire point. That once you get people scared, fear is there. Fear does not easily go away. 
People want to talk about phobias. That's a phobia. People that are scared of insects and spiders don't suddenly stop being scared of spiders. They behave irrationally. I know people that have seen a spider in the middle of their bedroom on the floor. That spider runs somewhere where they can't see it. And I have literally stayed up on the phone with that person from 8, 9 o'clock that night till the sun came up the next morning because they were so afraid of that spider just jumping out and attacking them. That's what fear does. Fear is one hell of a motivator. Fear robs you of logic and reason most of the time. Because logically, why are we still doing the mask when people have, it has been proven scientifically and over time hard cases, they don't work. So why are people still wearing them? It has now become what I call the adult binky. You know, kids in their binkies, whether it be a pacifier or a blanket. It's their binky. They do it to make themselves feel better, to make themselves feel safe, to to overcome that insecurity. Fear does that to people. And fear does not give a damn whether you're extremely old or extremely young and somewhere in the middle. Fear is a hell of a motivator. And if you let it rule your life, you will constantly see everything through a fearful lens. The bad part about that is that when you look through the fearful glasses you miss all the potential to get ahead and to advance in a healthy way with the rest of your life now i just talked about fear in the last segment a very close companion to fear is hatred hatred will make you act just as irrational as fear hatred will not allow you to give Whatever it is that you hate, the benefit of the doubt, any possibility for redemption, and it will unreasonably turn you away, even if what you hate can be a benefit. Right now, what this administration and its lapdog media is using to keep this nation in an uproar and divided is hatred. It's, It's really sad that it is that way. Because it doesn't have to be. But the powers that be, those that are in control of what you consume and what you hear, of what you do and how you pretty much govern your life, those powers that be, this administration, the mainstream media, they pump hatred into you like nothing else I've ever seen. I am 48 years old. I say again, I have been chased home by skinheads. I've had a Klansman threaten me to my face. I've run across racist cops, openly racist cops. And even with all that, I have never seen the hatred that is being pumped into this nation the way it is being pumped now. I literally, literally, right before I started recording this, came across an article about the actress Jennifer Lawrence pretty much divorcing her family because they listened to Tucker Carlson. That's the kind of hatred that they are pumping out there. I told y'all before, I've had a family member who hated Trump so much that even when they were presented with the facts, their words were, I don't care about your facts. They just wanted to continue to hate that man. Ain't that crazy? It's like they don't see the big picture. And I must applaud the mainstream media and this administration. I have to applaud them. Their plan of keeping a nation divided is working well. Because as long as a nation is divided, it is more easily controlled. 
And that's what hatred does. Hatred divides. It blinds. It makes you irrational. Right now you have black people that believe everyone, everyone that is white is an evil colonizer and that owns slaves. When the fact of the matter is, that's simply not true. But if you let them tell it, them being mainstream media, administration, the powers that be, everybody white is evil. Everybody white is evil. Then you have your children going to school where they are being taught to hate themselves. They have children in schools that are white being taught to hate themselves and their past. They're teaching our kids how to hate. When I was coming up, I remember for sure my mother, my grandmother, my grandparents all saying that racism won't die off to a lot of these old heads die off because the old heads were teaching the children how to be racist. When I was coming up, it was understood, still is now, racism is taught. You are taught to be a racist. And that's what's still happening in 2022. And the crazy part about it is the people that are teaching our children how to be racist are the same ones that are screaming, we're not racist. They're the same ones screaming equality and diversity and inclusion. Yet they are teaching our children how to hate themselves, how to hate your classmates. While they are teaching the white kids to feel guilty, they are then teaching minority children how to feel victimized, telling them that they're victims and that those white kids are the reason that they're victims. So then you have the minority kids looking at the white kids with disdain, which stirs up anger in the white kids because they're getting blamed for something they didn't do. The hatred is there now. I hate you for looking at me like that. It's crazy how simple it is to start a hate cycle. But it really is that simple. The media, our politicians, they are teaching us to hate one another. Because as long as we are battling amongst ourselves, as long as we're bickering amongst ourselves, they can more easily control us. And the ones that are doing it the most are the ones that claim we're all about equality. We're all about inclusion. While they are simultaneously separating us, dividing us. Wake up, people. Start to love yourself and love one another. We can't let the hate win. There was a reason Martin Luther King Jr. said that. You love your enemy. The Bible says that. You love your enemy. And soon you realize that the enemy ain't an enemy at all. Just a friend that looks different. Free your mind. Okay, so I did this before. And I want to hit it again really, really quick. This past weekend, past week actually, I have really been listening to um, some of my fellow content creators. And it seems to me that they have fallen by the side via the way of a Batman quote. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. A lot of my fellow content creators out there, and I'm speaking at, at this time about specifically their reviewing of, of She-Hulk, which, again, I'm no fan of. But it's the way that they are absolutely nitpicking. You know, shout out to Nerd Roddick, because Nerd Roddick, he's hitting it right on point. He's taking it for what it is keeping it all in the context of the plot points, the script, 
you know, that kind of thing. But this breakdown of every little word, every little sentence, every little thing that's really inane, the things that they are breaking down, I am sure that if they go back and look at some of the movies and shows that they really like, they can find the same problem with those, but not here. Now, now they just hate it so much. I did a segment on hate a minute ago. Y'all go check it out. They hate it so much that they are not even being fair. And that's what I want to do. That's our point. My brothers and I, we keep a fairness check. We are perfect triumvirate. We, we, we keep each other in line. We, we, you know, we keep each other fair. We'll say something and if somebody has a counterpoint to it, we'll go, Hey, but what about this? It's, it, I love the way our dynamic is. And, and that's the thing on here is they just, it's, it's a sad thing of nitpicking. And the reason I address it now is because I've seen where it ends. I have. Do y'all want me to tell you where? Keep it to yourselves. It ends like CNN. It ends up like MSNBC. See, content creators are getting a ton of credit, deservedly so, because they are more unbiased and fair than mainstream media. They present to you with facts and counterpoints to the current narratives that are out there. They deserve it. They do that. But they're on the precipice now. They may need to take a step back look at themselves and go, wait a minute, I'm not being as fair as I once was. And I'm not sure if anybody calls them out. Hell, they may not even hear this, but I want it to be on record and I hope they do hear it. Hey man, step back. Don't be like, don't be like the mainstream media. Don't fall into that trap. Don't become Ethan Klein. Don't become Howard Stern who started off on one side and hit a certain level of popularity and ended up way on the opposite end of the spectrum. They became what they held in contempt, which is a beautiful line from Kevin Costner in the movie Untouchables. I have forsworn myself. I have broken every law I swore to defend. I have become what I beheld and I am content that I have done right. Be critical, but be fair with your criticism. Because one of the things that actually disturbed me that they did is in the uh, the latest episode of She-Hulk, uh, they had Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion has some hit or miss songs with me. Um, I like when she's actually more serious in her songs instead of what I call the popcorn rap she puts out there. You know, the, the straight booty shaking stuff. But it's kind of, and I'm not going to call out anybody in particular, just go find some content creators that they're talking about it. Most of them did this. The way they discussed Megan was kind of dismissive and, and with a tone of disdain. Um, and, and that, that just, that was not hot at all because these are content creators that claim to be speaking on the culture and, you know, culture warriors, uh, standing up for the culture, uh, things of that nature that, should be hip. And it's not like Megan the Stallion is some unknown chick. The song with her and Cardi B, WAP, was a Billboard number one song and one of the most controversial songs of of the year. A million and one TikTok videos, variations of it on TikTok, 
it's so for them to be like, oh, Mega the Stallion, whoever that is. I'm, I'm, all I did was it, 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 it sent a cringe down my spine because I was, I was like, really, bro? That's that's the role you gonna play? So y'all have never heard, brother. Look, I may not listen to it all the time, but I know who some classical music artists are. I am not big into European football, what we call soccer, but I can shoot some names out there at you. And more importantly, I do research. And a lot of my content creators blast mainstream media and other shields and talking heads for not doing research. So before you're disdain and dismissive of this, shouldn't y'all do research? Research who that person is? Guarantee you it won't take much. And that's why I say they're on the precipice. Now they're doing what mainstream media does. We're not going to do any research, but we're going to speak disparagingly and with disdain. We're going to speak down on you. Do your research. They're becoming what they fought against. That is my, my warning to my fellow content creators. Don't do it. Just, just don't do it. I mean, seriously, Megan the Stagnant is a, is a real pop culture icon. Hell, I don't do a whole bunch of pop music, but I can tell you who BTS is. Coldplay, uh, Halsey. Who else? What's the new group out there? This new K-pop trio. I think they're called um, Pink Black, uh, a trio K- of, of the K-pop girl group, because they become relevant. If I tell you that my brothers and I speak on movies, politics, pop culture, or culture as a whole, then I make it my business to know. And if I don't know, I research before I bring it to y'all. That's what I ask my content creators to do. Don't go down the road of becoming the villain. Stay the hero. Free your mind! One of the most valuable qualities a person can have, and very few people actually either use it or have it, and that is self-awareness. You know, I put my spirituality, my religion, my belief out there up front, and the Bible is littered in verses where it tells you to consider thyself, which means put yourself in that position. What if it were to happen to you? What if it was your whatever, whatever? And that is obviously not happening just worldwide, but particularly here in America. These politicians are doing things that they seriously do not consider themselves or their party or the ramifications of the constituents they are supposed to be serving. When they make these laws and these rules, They don't consider themselves. As a matter of fact, just a second ago, I came across a clip where Corinne Jean-Pierre was being questioned by Peter Ducey, a White House correspondent, about something that the president said in his Rile of America speech. President Biden said that anybody who questioned the, the outcome of the election was a threat to democracy. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. 
That's what he said. Anybody who questions election results is a threat to democracy. Well, Pete Ducey asked Corrine Jean-Pierre that. We will call it KGP, I mean KJP for short. He asked her about it because she tweeted about it, about the 2016 presidential election and then the recent governor's election. I think uh, the recent governor election down in uh, in Georgia, I think. She she tweeted about those. She she questioned the results on those. So Pierre Ducey asked, so does that make you a threat to democracy? And and here is what she said. You tweeted in 2016 oh, Trump stole an oh. election. You I was tweeted, waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now. Yeah. So let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have been I have been. Well, you're asking me you're asking me a question. Let me answer it. And you said it was ridiculous. I was I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. Now, the crazy part about that is you see how she flips it around. And that's one of those moments where people say when people say things. They do not consider themselves with the Democrats this year and going into last year wanting to get rid of the filibuster. And now it looks like they're going to lose the House. I bet they're going to be glad that filibuster stays in place because they were making rules without considering themselves. How can this bite us in the ass that never that never once came into their minds? How can this bite us in the ass? Oh, Now that they are on the verge of losing the House, quite possibly the Senate, well, now you haven't heard any talk, any talk about them getting rid of the filibuster anymore, have you? Because they know. And that's the problem all the way around. You can even break it down to your personal lives. People say things without considering or do things without considering. How is this going to affect me? How would I feel if the shoe were on the other foot? People don't consider that. They do it for the advantage they get in the moment. And then when it comes around to bite them in the ass, they want to cry foul. That ain't fair. That ain't fair. That ain't. No, 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 no. And it's ridiculous. It really is. Like with the LGBTQ stuff, you know, the alphabet mafia. How they put things out there and say that there should be this many of that and this many of that hired for this, that, and the other. Okay, well, flip that. How would you feel if they told you you had to have so many straight people in a movie or business or a company that you ran, Mr. Alphabet Mafia, Miss Alphabet Mafia? How would you feel? Now they're telling you you have to have so many of the people that you know, you're know you not comfortable with. So many people that you don't want to hire, you now have to hire. So you don't think about that. You want to think in the moment right now. You don't think long term. That's why I say consider thyself. Self-awareness in all situations is underrated. It needs to be used more because if it is, I guarantee you, if people apply the consider thyself moniker across all aspects in their life, I guarantee you this would be a much fairer world.